Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Ask Professional radio show with Phelps Health. I am Kayla Marsala, back today with Paige Heitman. Good morning. And today we are talking with Marsha Reyna Wayman, Director of Philanthropy at the Phelps Health Foundation. Welcome, Marsha. Hey, good morning. So before we get started today, can you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe why you chose philanthropy and Phelps Health? Sure. So I've been with the nonprofit sector for 20-some years. She's a national treasure here in Rolla. No, I just, I absolutely love the nonprofit sector. It really is that gap between what our federal government kind of regulates, what our private sector can, you know, generate money and revenue for, and it fills the gaps for what those two sectors of our U.S. economy can't do. And I just love being able to help the community and help causes and missions that are important. Well, that's amazing. It sounds like you're right where you belong then, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about planned giving, but before we get started with that topic, can you kind of tell us a little bit about the Phelps Health Foundation? Sure. So the Phelps Health Foundation has been a part of the community since 1996, and we are a supporting foundation to Phelps Health. So we work right alongside with um, the hospital in identifying different ways that we can partner, ways that we can raise funds, and ways we can help either you know, fund future programs or support existing programs, and then the needs of the, our community, patients and our community in general. Okay. So now on to planned giving. So what mm -hmm. is estate planning or planned giving? So we are kind of coming up on the end of what we're calling the uh, National Estate Planning Awareness Month, and this mm -hmm. is a national initiative, and it's a great opportunity for us to talk about estate plans, which really in the most simplistic of language is really a will, um, mm -hmm. the, the designation of your um, estate upon your passing. And the foundation is really involved in this awareness month because we're really looking at it from the terms of legacy giving. So mm -hmm. as people are looking at their estate plans, they're looking at how they want to distribute their assets upon their passing, there's an opportunity for us to always bring to the table if there are going to be assets being passed along to area nonprofits, the foundation, it's a great opportunity mm -hmm. to talk about that. If mm -hmm. you know you have a plan, great. You might want to revisit periodically. If you haven't done that, it's a great way to talk about um, the benefits of the of doing that and how you know doing that mm -hmm. can really help nonprofits like the foundation and other organizations in our community. So you've talked about um, you know creating a will and how that's super important. Mm -hmm. Why is it super important to have estate planning? So I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot for just a minute. I was sitting in on a webinar yesterday for a large national wealth advising organization, mm -hmm. and they were talking about how major the nonprofit sector is in our overall economy. So in 2021, over $480 billion were distributed wow. to nonprofits. And what's more interesting in that, and I'm going to get to the answer in your question in just mm -hmm. a minute, is that 70 to 80% of that comes from individuals and estate plans. So when you talk about, you know, the importance of what estate planning can do, what legacy giving can do, it really helps build those organizations, those nonprofits. It helps fund those missions mm -hmm. at a very large capacity. I mean, that's 2% of the gross domestic product, the GDP. So... Mm -hmm. The impact is huge, and it's just kind of raising that awareness, you know, letting people know that collectively we're able to contribute that much. We don't have to be a Bill, Go Bill Gates or a Melinda Gates mm -hmm. to give that significantly. That comes from individuals and estate plans. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah. So what would you say is maybe the most common planned gift that you see the most? 
So usually just, you know, estate plans, um, just a, uh, a bequest, uh, bequest. So um, we'll just receive a gift from someone um, after their estate has been settled and they've designated maybe either a specific amount or a percentage of their estate mm -hmm. and it'll just come in an outright gift. Um, we do also receive funds from um, uh, DAFs, which are funds that are set up within individual um, financial advisors. Um, we can get gifts through um, insurance, gifts of insurance, mm -hmm. um, which we can talk about a little bit. Um, you know, one thing that you can kind of keep in mind is sometimes just planning for those future gifts. You don't have to give anything right now. That's mm -hmm. a future gift. Yes. And you can't take it with you. So it's always a good idea to think about where you would want that to go upon your passing. So you've touched on this a little bit, but can anybody give to the Phelps Health Foundation or is it just for rich or older people? Oh, that's a great question. And it kind of goes back to what I said before. I mean, there's power in the people. Whether mm -hmm. your gift is a dollar or a million, mm -hmm. collectively, that's what gets us to that, what did I say, $480 billion. Yeah, absolutely. And really anybody can give um, for estate planning purposes. Once a person reaches legal age um, and they have assets, they can start with estate planning and what they want their future legacy giving to be. So Kayla, we're going to go a little bit off script because I have a question that I think is really important. So sure. whenever we talk about giving back, getting involved in your, com in your community, um, we talk about philanthropy. Mm -hmm. What are some ways that adults can have those conversations with their children or Ugh. show that to them? That way that just becomes part of their family's core values because I think sometimes we don't think about giving until we're older until we're able to do it but there are so many other ways oh, to do that right that's such a great a great topic and um, in a previous life in a previous organization uh -huh. I actually used to work in a kids camp and mm -hmm. one of the sessions that we had was philanthropy mm -hmm. and it was geared towards um, you know second to fourth graders yeah. um, you know obviously families are involved in the community in so many different ways mm -hmm. you know through their churches through um, school activities, um, you know, anytime, you know, there's an opportunity to, to revisit that and look at who else in the community, you know, things that you're passionate about. Maybe you like animals, maybe you're mm -hmm. passionate about health care, maybe someone in your family has been touched by an illness and you want to raise awareness mm -hmm. about screening for that illness or, or something to that effect. There's just so many ways mm -hmm. to get involved and I think it just boils down to, you know, your just your personal you know, values, mm -hmm. you know, what is meaningful to you, what is meaningful mm -hmm. to your children. And there's always an opportunity to, to open that door um, to that conversation. Mm -hmm. Nope, I agree. So I remember, um, Kayla, we're going to go off track just for a couple more minutes, I swear, <laughs> and then, okay. I'll, then I'll give it back to you. Um, the first interaction that I ever had was with philanthropy was whenever I was in high school. Mm -hmm. um, a, a kid that we were really close with in my class, she got diagnosed with cancer. Oh, so yes. I remember mm -hmm. that our classmates got together and we had a bake sale and mm -hmm. fundraisers and we mm -hmm. went to all these different locations in town and we set up these bake sales and baked goods and we raised money for her. Right. And that was really cool and impactful, even from a young age. It was something as simple as baking a cookie. Right. And right. I think sometimes it helps people navigate, mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of scenarios. Maybe you can't, you know, you can't, you know, cure cancer per yeah. se, but you can help raise awareness. You can help mm -hmm. make somebody's life, you know, more comfortable mm -hmm. by, by helping in that capacity. And that's really mm -hmm. what philanthropy is all about. Mm -hmm. Nope, I agree. Okay, mm -hmm. Kayla, I'll give it back to you. <laughs> so you um, have talked about how, you know, you can use your estate to give to if you're passionate about animals mm -hmm. or healthcare. Mm -hmm. So I have a question if, can you specify what your funds go to? So if I say I want to donate to the Phelps Health Foundation, mm -hmm. but I want it to go specifically to breast cancer awareness, can 
can you specify that? So that's a great question. And that goes down to what we say um, is really a restricted gift. Mm -hmm. And we can certainly do that if it supports um, a current initiative or a current portion of our, our mission. So, you know, of course, cancer is mm -hmm. one of those causes that the hospital treats mm -hmm. um, and, and, and does work with. So we can absolutely do that to, to earmark that future funds to those types of causes. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So how can someone leave a gift to the Phelps Health Foundation in their estate? So that's great. So there's a couple of things that I want people to, to you know, realize is that we work with a, a group of professionals in our community. And it's called our Plan Giving Advisory Council. And I mention that because those are the professionals that are doing financial advising. They are the CPAs. They are mm -hmm. the attorneys. So they can go through and actually help people develop their estate plans. And in those conversations, if they decide that they're going to leave, you know, part of their legacy to a charitable organization, then we can either partner through their professional directly or we have what's called a statement of intent. It's not a legally binding document. It just notifies us that, yes, I have reviewed my estate plan. I'm anticipating leaving a gift to your organization at some point in the future. And that just allows us to, you know, open up that conversation with that donor. Mm -hmm. um, and that's important, Kayla um, Page, because we've received gifts. We didn't know they were coming. Mm -hmm. The person has passed away. We had one beautiful gift that came through, and they had no other living relatives in this area. And we were able to find a nephew in another community, and, you know, they were able to kind of walk us through and say, oh, they were very passionate about, you know, the hospital and mm -hmm. ways that they had helped their family use it where best needed. But it would have been nice to have that conversation with that person and let them yeah. know how, mm -hmm. how meaningful that gift was and how we would be able to do mm -hmm. a lot of good work with that gift. So Yeah. So when somebody sits down to have the conversation of planning mm -hmm. their estate, what information or documents should they have with them? So in terms of legacy giving, um, I think when they are, you know, working with a financial advisor or some other professional, you know, if they kind of have an idea of the value of their estate, if they're looking at what, you know, whether they want it to be an outright gift or they want it to be a percentage of their estate when it's settled, I think it's more important to really narrow down in that conversation those causes that you want to support. And they can work that into the actual estate plan. Um, and then the amount just, again, you know, when the estate is settled or if they want to designate a specific amount from a specific financial mm -hmm. instrument or tool, then they can do that at that time as well. So when someone does decide that they want to give to the Phelps Health Foundation, mm -hmm. um, we've kind of talked about how they can specify where they sure. want the money to be used. Mm -hmm. But what about those people who don't specify? They just want to give money to the foundation. What happens to their That's funds? That's a great, great question. And, you know, if there isn't a preference, um, typically what we will do is we will include that gift to what's called our mission fund. And mm -hmm. our mission fund really is annual fundraising that we do year to year um, that helps immediate needs within the hospital. So an example would be we just are wrapping up Breast Cancer Awareness Month mm -hmm. and through contributions and donations we're able to give $50,000 each year to the Breast Center to help facilitate free mammogram day which was I think it was October 14th. And so um, you know that Funding allows us to continue programs like that and partnerships mm -hmm. well into the future, um, and it's evolving. There may be something, a new need that comes up in the future that funds in the Mission Fund can help mm -hmm. us support. Um, 
this year will be the first year that we're participating in Lung Cancer Awareness Month, which is November. Mm -hmm. um, Phelps Health Foundation is partnering with the Phelps Health Delbert Day Cancer Institute mm -hmm. to start a lung cancer screening program, and we helped with some of the seed money for that program that came from the Mission Fund. Yes, that's amazing. So can somebody change their estate plan at any time? Absolutely, absolutely. So again, you know, we're wrapping up Estate Planning Awareness Month, and it's a great time just to kind of go back and revisit. Maybe um, maybe you've moved to a new community or your situation has changed, and, or maybe you've added new um, nonprofits to, you know, your, your environment, and, mm -hmm. and you want to be able to support those organizations upon your passing. So you can change it as long as you're alive. So yes. <laughs> so do you recommend looking at it maybe like once a year or so to make sure that it still aligns with your goals? I think so, because if you look at what changes in a year to year, I mean, maybe your jobs change, maybe you've moved, maybe, you know, your family situation has changed, and it's just a great mm -hmm. opportunity to go back, revisit, make sure that it makes sense for your current, you know, situation. Um, it's just a great a great time just like we plan for taxes each year yes. sometimes we don't invest as much time in planning what we want our legacy to be and it's it's just a great reminder to do that yes so Marsha I kind of have a question too um, based off what you just said can you tell us if somebody comes in and they say man I really really want to give Marsha but I want to know what the hospital's priorities are sure I know you had mentioned the mission fund which is kind of that overall catch-all type uh -huh. of fund but do you guys ever have conversations where you say here are the hospital's plans and mm -hmm. here are some opportunities that you might have outside of the mission fund to give to that that is a great question and absolutely so each year when the hospital is planning what their strategic plan is you know mm -hmm. what are they planning to to build or grow within the next three to five mm -hmm. years we are part of that conversation and so sometimes it'll come up um, the EMS is mm -hmm. a perfect example when they were having that conversation about yeah. you know expanding the EMS station and building mm -hmm. the new location um, it was an opportunity for us to have con conversations with you know donors for which mm -hmm. that was something they were very passionate about so absolutely it's that portion of it is ever-evolving we may not know what we're going to be partnering with five yes. years from now till we start having uh -huh. that conversation, but we definitely will pass that along to, to individuals that are interested. So how has estate planning kind of helped Phelps Health in the past with some of those other um, larger major gifts that have helped us with our infrastructure? Right, so really with legacy giving, um, which is a part of estate planning, mm -hmm that really helps build what's called our endowment fund. Mm -hmm. And it's really just our rainy day fund. You know, mm -hmm. I mentioned the mission fund, which allows mm -hmm. us to kind of do year to year um, giving uh, mm -hmm. back to the hospital and to the community. Really with that endowment fund, that's future giving. So we have no idea 10 years into the future yeah. what large capital expansions may happen, what new programs may happen. Um, and it allows us to set aside basically a rainy day fund. So mm -hmm. those funds are really kind of set aside for future use, whereas our mission fund really allows us, you know, to address those immediate year-to-year -year needs. Now, so. is having an endowment a best practice in a, in a nonprofit, or oh. what kind of led us to the decision of having an endowment at Phelps Health? It's so important. It's something, Paige, I'm very, very passionate about because, um, and I like to use the analogy of COVID. I, mm -hmm. I know we don't like talking about the pandemic, but it's sometimes very difficult to raise funds while you need the funds. Mm -hmm. And so if you have that rainy day fund, you can basically pull from that and meet those immediate larger mm -hmm. needs that you can't do while you're fundraising in the current year. And I like to give this example. I, I'm a Rolla. I'm a native of Rolla. I, mm -hmm. I worked in Colorado for 20-some years, and 
there was a very large community foundation called El Pomar Foundation, and uh-huh. it was started in the 1800s from the yeah. original settlers who, uh-huh. who believed that they needed culture and, and growth and development in that you know very rugged part of the West. And that has become a billion-dollar foundation um, in that mm-hmm. short amount of time. And so I mention that because, because that foundation is so large, they're able mm-hmm. to fund over 2,000 nonprofits in that community. And I, and I see that as being a vision for our community. We absolutely can do that here. And mm-hmm. it just allows us to meet those future unknown needs as our community mm-hmm. grows. I mean, I, I use the example of myself. Um, I can't take it with me. I'd rather leave yeah. a legacy and build mm-hmm. something to leave behind for mm-hmm. future generations and and mm-hmm. families that come to this community. So, no, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So, Marsha, obviously, giving um, money or you know making your estate plan is a really important decision. Would you say that someone needs to talk to a lawyer or a financial advisor about those decisions? Oh, absolutely. When you're sitting down to to work out your actual estate plan, the mm-hmm. overall plan, um, you know, like I said, we have a plan giving advisory counsel. So, if somebody Maybe they're starting out, they haven't developed their Mm -hmm. plan yet, they're not really sure who they need to talk to. Maybe they're new to the community and they may not know who to talk to. We can help refer them to those professionals in the community and then in that conversation, if legacy giving and charitable giving is a part of that plan, um, then they can certainly, you know, use those channels to to communicate that back to us or other nonprofits in the the community Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, definitely. So could you tell us just a little bit more about the Patient Advisory Council? Because I myself actually have never heard of it. Yeah. So I'm curious. Yeah, so (laughs) the Planned Giving Advisory Council is a group that we, we try to meet with twice a year. And they're really just, again, our community partners who mm-hmm. are keeping abreast of what's happening in the current economic conditions. Mm-hmm. And, and Because, kind of, as we know, that's ever-changing. I was going to say, part of this, like I said, this this um, session that I attended yesterday, you know, it, we're, we're in uncertain times, economic mm-hmm. times. And so for people who are looking at, you know, what to do to maybe you know, lessen their tax burden or, you know, distribute their funds in in a way that's meaningful, but, you know, is also of a benefit to them. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on right now that we can't even keep up with in the nonprofit sector. Mm -hmm. So definitely referring on to those professionals who Mm -hmm. that is what they're doing day to day. Um, They can answer those questions and kind of maybe help ease some people's minds. Mm -hmm. If maybe they've got some investments and they're not doing so great, there may be some strategies that they can implement now, even before the end of the year, that will benefit Mm -hmm. them next year. So whenever we talk about that plan giving advisory council, if somebody Uh comes into you and they've decided that they want to give a gift, Mm -hmm. do you give them recommendations for people who are on that committee to go and have conversations with? They can reach out to us. Uh Like I said, if they don't have somebody they're working with or they don't know where to begin, we can maybe help channel them in the right direction. Maybe it's an attorney they need to see. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's a CPA. Maybe it's a financial advisor. Um, and we can, you know, refer them on to somebody in the community. Mm-hmm. And these members are volunteers on this yes. advisory council, so they're not receiving any benefit mm-hmm. from that partnership. Um, it just helps us have voices and names in mm-hmm. the community that we can work with. Mm-hmm. So the foundation, historically, if I want to go and give, I'm going to reach out to somebody from the foundation. Sure. And mm-hmm. I'm going to trust your, your judgment, your expertise, your guidance. Yes. But the reason that I trust your expertise, guidance, is because you have a designation, and it's called a CFRE. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about what that is and how important that is for anybody that's in a philanthropic role? Absolutely. So the CFRE stands for Certified Fundraising Executive, and it is not only a national, but it's an international recognized mm-hmm. designation, and it is the leading designation for those that are 
are in um, the nonprofit sector serving in a philanthropic or charitable um, capacity. And it just mm -hmm. ensures to the donor or potential donor that we work on industry standards. So when I'm sharing information or I'm talking about something, it's not something I feel or believe or yes. I've you know maybe made up or thought I heard mm -hmm. from somebody at one point in time. It is based on national and international best practices. So that's um, achieved through a combination of work experience, fundraising, continuing education, and mm -hmm. professional affiliation. So if I tell you something, I'm going to hold it true mm -hmm. <laughs> and carry it through. Yes, you guys hold yourselves to a very high standard I of do. Ethics. I try mm -hmm. very, very hard. So yes, absolutely. So, Marsha, is there anything that the foundation is currently raising money towards? I know you had mentioned the lung cancer screening yes, program. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that we should be aware of? So that's probably our, our, our current one that's upcoming. Mm -hmm. um, and, again, that's giving through the mission fund, um, and mm -hmm. we do it through a grateful patient program. So whether, you know, you have had good service, a family member's had good service, or you just want to recognize the fact that we have those kinds of programs, that's an opportunity to do that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had groundbreaking on the new EMS, so um, there were so many people involved in that, but we mm -hmm. do have some donors um, kind of under the radar that didn't want to be recognized that um, helped make that happen. Um, you know, we're just continually looking forward to mm -hmm. next year where we'll have our, our annual golf tournament, our butterfly release, and a few other initiatives that, again, will either fund our mission fund for those ongoing community and, and hospital needs or looking to that future endowment fund for future needs well into the, the future. Mm -hmm. But you guys don't just talk with people at events, right? No. You, you have a house. So how we can people do. connect with you? Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. So earlier this year, mm -hmm. we moved to 907 West 12th Street. So it is a residential house. So if you're mm -hmm. looking for a hospital building, you're not going to find you're it. Not gonna but there find is a it. sign outside. But there is this beautiful <laughs> sign out front that uh -huh. says Phelps Health Foundation. And um, we are a small and mighty team. So we do try to have open hours and yeah. open meet and greets every once in a while. But I do encourage people people to maybe call in advance mm -hmm. or just you know schedule a time to meet so that because um, obviously I'm here right now so if somebody uh -huh. came to the house looking for me I would not be there and I would hate for them to do that so you know give us a call or let us know when you're going to stop by and we're happy to meet with people and give them a tour and, and catch them up with what we're doing. Yeah absolutely so I know that we're kind of towards the end of the year do you guys have any events to just kind of wrap up the year or how can somebody give back to the foundation today if they were really impacted by your conversation. Absolutely. So, you know, definitely reach out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the end of the year between October, November, yeah. and December is actually mm -hmm. traditionally the largest time for mm -hmm. giving. And it's usually just outright gifts. People want to yeah. either... Uh, you know, make an end of your gift. They've maybe heard something and they're like, I meant to do that, you know, in yeah. April and uh -huh. I just didn't get around to it. Or maybe they're thinking about taxes for next year and they're wanting to make mm -hmm. their, their annual contribution at one time. But um, end of year giving is really important. It allows mm -hmm. us to kind of know and, and budget what we're able to give back mm -hmm. next year. So it's a great time. If they want to reach out, they can give me a call, 573-458-7946. And I'm happy to, to talk to them on the phone or set up yeah. a time to meet with them. And I also go out in the community and meet people. So mm -hmm. if they prefer doing that, we can do that as well. Mm -hmm. So um, there is a, an event coming up, and it's after Black Friday, correct? Mm -hmm. that yes. That is a huge give back day. Let's yes. talk about that really quickly. We've got just a couple so of minutes So in the last couple of minutes, we have, so hashtag Giving Tuesday mm -hmm. is a national phenomenon. It started several years ago, and yeah. it really was an opportunity for 
you know, Paige, there are some people that, you know, end of year, Black Friday, that's great. There's things that they want to buy, mm -hmm. but sometimes there's people that kind of already have everything and they're not sure what to do for gifts and holiday giving back. And, and sometimes I like to just make a donation in somebody's mm -hmm. honor. It's a great way to do that. Um, you were talking about getting children yes. involved in philanthropy. Um, hashtag Giving Tuesday is just a reminder that, you know, giving back doesn't always include physical, tangible gifts. Sometimes it's monetary mm -hmm. and philanthropic that touches people in ways that we can't even express. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, today we have been speaking with Marsha Raina Wayman, Director of Philanthropy at Phelps Health Foundation. Thank you for being here today, Marsha. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. I really appreciate it. For more information about the Phelps Health Foundation, please call 458-7946 or email mwayman at phelpshealth.org. If you missed part of the show or would like to listen to it again, please visit phelpshealth.org.